When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Good morning and welcome to the show, everyone. they got a lot to talk about for the NFL today. Week 5, so we're going to get right down to it with the picks, as well as go store for you today. So, uh, moving into the lineups, uh, you know, I, I would say one of the things that I was uh, moving away from in DFS was the Jacksonville-Kansas City game, because the weather report is showing heavy rain and wind. I don't really want to be involved with that, uh, if the weather is going to be that lousy in Kansas City. So uh, that's one where, uh, just given the uh, latest weather reports from this morning, uh, you know, it, it's 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 a game where I, I, I think it, it's better safe than sorry. There are other plays on the slate that make sense that you don't necessarily have to worry as much about, uh, in my opinion. So I, I, would, uh, I would be pivoting away from... Uh, uh, pivoting away from the Jacksonville game uh, as we speak, just because uh, it's just going to be a lot of heavy rain. It's just more that the weather favors uh, running attack. So if you want to look at Yeldon and Kareem Hunt, you can go ahead. But, uh, you know, for those of us who are kind of looking at that Blake, uh, well, not Blake, but Balake Bortles and uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, I would be staying away because even though Mahomes would be a decent uh, punt in a tournament play, just because uh, I would expect the ownership to be at a record low for the rest of the month, uh, it just, you know, it, by the metrics of it all, I, I just don't think it makes a whole ton of sense. So uh, uh, that's enough for the DFS right now. Let me just go ahead with the against the spread picks. Uh, and uh, to start it off, we're going to talk about Buffalo hosting Tennessee. Buffalo's a three-and-a-half-point underdog at home. Uh, guess what? They should be more uh, of an underdog. But uh, Tennessee, you know, the fact that Marcus Mariota, you know, the injury report still says he's struggling to throw the football. You know, I know he had a good game against the Eagles on Sunday, uh, but... You know, I, I, I think the Eagles have some issues on their own with the secondary because they get beat on a, n- a number of double moves and sluggo routes. So the inside slants available, and that's what Tennessee got them on. 
multiple times, including in the overtime. So I look at Tennessee here, you know, minus three and a half. You got to take it even though they're on the road. Buffalo just does not have an offense. So uh, Tennessee's defense is a play here. I think Malcolm Butler can get a pick off of Josh Allen if Allen just throws it up for grabs like he has been the last few weeks. Uh, the weather uh, also shows that this one's uh, going to have some uh, some rain as well. So, uh, you know, this is a game where I look at Tennessee. They got too many advantages here. Uh, I'm going to take uh, the Titans to win this one outright uh, and cover. Uh, moving on, we got Atlanta and Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh hosting, uh, you know, the... <sighs> The Steelers won two and one. Atlanta's one and three. This is a must-win game for both teams. I think Pittsburgh wins this game, but I don't trust the Steelers minus three and a half. Uh, you know, to me, Atlanta has shown that they can score with the best of them. I think this is a whoever has the ball last kind of game, and uh, this could be a game where it comes down to getting an extra two-point conversion. I also think that uh, given Chris Boswell's struggles this year, kicking the football. Pittsburgh could easily be in a situation where they need that extra point and, you know, Boswell costs them so that they uh, that they end up having to kind of chase points the rest of the game. So I, I'm I'm not feeling great about taking Pittsburgh uh, minus three and a half. So I'm going to side with Atlanta, even though I know for a fact Atlanta's defense is going to get torched today, uh, which we'll get into uh, for the DFS picks. I, I like most of Pittsburgh's lineup today, I think there were multiple options that can score depending on how you want to stack the lineup. Whether you, you're looking at a Vance McDonald, obviously A.B. in the mix, Juju. Uh, James Conner should be in line for a hefty workload today because Atlanta can't guard pass catchers out of the backfield. So, uh, again, there are multiple ways you can play Pittsburgh today. Big Ben is definitely an option. He's good to go. Uh, Atlanta has plenty of options against the Eagles, I mean, against the uh, Steelers uh, secondary as well. So I, again, lots of uh, lots of players on this slate here. There's a reason why the total for this game is as high as it is, just because of the fact that neither of these teams can actually defend anyone. Uh, you know, you got a total of over 57 points. You know, this could easily blow through that, in my opinion. So. Uh, I'm taking Atlanta here to cover uh, in what should be a very high-scoring game. Next up, we got the Jets hosting Denver. Denver has not thrown a touchdown pass in three games. Uh, You know, that was an unbelievable stat, given how offensive the league has been. Even the Giants throw offensive touchdown passes. Uh, The Broncos have got to get more out of Case Keenum. If Case Keenum cannot play well against this Jets team... That has no offense. Uh, you know, you could see Trevor Simeon by halftime. Uh, Broncos are a two-and-a-half-point underdog uh, in pick and pools. Uh, the line has since shifted to where uh, the Broncos are, e- are either even money with the Jets or the Broncos are a one-point favorite. Uh, you know, I didn't really get the whole point of the initial line here because the Jets did nothing to merit being a favorite. Uh, they didn't look good against the Jags on offense. Yes, they held the Jags uh, offense uh, as long as they could. But again, that was Blake Bortles that showed up, not Balake Bortles. So uh, I, I can't, uh, I, I can't in good conscience recommend the Jets for anything here other than a loss. 
Uh, I'm going to take uh, Denver as an underdog uh, for the pick and pulls. And even if I was betting outright on this game, which I'm not, because I just don't trust Case Keenum at all, uh, you know, it's it's a case where you have to take Denver outright for a game winner, though. Moving on, you got Jacksonville uh, going on the road to Kansas City. Uh, this was, well, this should be the marquee matchup today on CBS. Uh, you know, I'm looking at this game in Blake uh, Bortles. Uh, if he shows up for the Jags instead of Blake Bortles, it, the Jags should be in more than healthy enough position to win this game outright. Now, the issues I see here are the fact that with the weather report showing heavy rain, this is going to make this a much more tactical game where you have to run the football. And I think Jacksonville's, uh, even without Leonard Fournette, is better equipped for this than Kansas City. Jacksonville's run defense is stout. You know, even as good as Kareem Hunt is, I think the Chiefs are going to have a struggle running the football. And, you know, Pat Mahomes, while he has played in adverse weather before, I still think that this is a case where he hasn't played a defense as good as the Jags yet. Uh, This is going to be a steep uh, curve because even though he beat the Broncos, uh, he was struggling big time in that Monday night game. And, again, this is a case where it's a short week playing two monster defenses. Some of that fatigue is going to show in Kansas City. I got to take Jacksonville plus three and a half, and I think Jacksonville wins this game outright. I I just think that uh, this is going to be a little bit too tall of a task for Kansas City. They got their win against uh, Denver, so they'll they'll get a split this week between two of the top defenses in the league. But uh, for them to go 5-0, I I just think that's just too tall of a task. Moving on, we've got Green Bay going to Detroit. Somehow, Detroit was an underdog in most sports books, and I can't figure out why. Uh, you know, even before there, was, there were whispers about Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison being out for this game, and they are inactive today, uh, there's no way the Packers should have been uh, favored uh, with those guys uh, uh, healthy let alone uh, now when uh, they're out of the lineup. I, I got to put Detroit here as an uh, overwhelming favorite to win this one. Uh, Detroit, you know, again, if Detroit plays a solid enough game, they can beat this Packers team. This Packers team, like, yes, they're 2-1-1, one, and one, but they have not been nearly as effective as they should be. Uh, you know, they should have lost the uh, Minnesota game. They should have lost the Bears game. You know, a lot of things could have gone wrong for the Packers uh, to be where they are. uh, And, you know, I I just, I'm not sold on, you know, you can plug and play uh, Valdez Scantling uh, for the Packers as a DFS punt. But realistically, when you're missing two of your top three receivers and Devontae Adams is still a little bit banged up, this is not the best time to be going on the road to a divisional opponent. Uh, I don't like Green Bay here at all. I got to take Detroit as a home underdog. Uh, moving on, you got Baltimore playing Cleveland. Here's the thing: Baltimore looks three. It looks good at three and one. The things have been going well for them. But I always say this: Cleveland. Plays Baltimore tough no matter how crappy the team is. 
and they uh, Joe Flacco typically does not have good games against Cleveland. Now, the issue I see here is the fact that Baker Mayfield could easily throw uh, Cleveland out of this game if he's reckless with the football. So uh, this is a case where I can see Cleveland getting blown out the building because Baker plays poorly. But as a three and a half home underdog, I still think that there's a good chance uh, uh, Cleveland gets the job done here and keeps it close enough to cover. I, you know, again, I think this is a very close matchup, uh, closer than what was given here. But uh, I I think Baltimore squeaks out a victory by one or two points, uh, maybe three points. But, you know, I, I can't see Baltimore covering this one. Next up, we've got my Giants traveling to Carolina to play the Panthers. Giants 1-3, but this is a massive line. Uh, it's a 6.5-point underdog line tied to the Giants. I, I, have to take t- I have to take the Giants here. Uh, you know, Carolina, even though they're coming off the bye at 2-1, they haven't been that impressive. Now, maybe they work out a few things. But I think it's a bit presumptuous to say that uh, Carolina is automatically going to be playing so much better that they're going to blow the doors off the Giants by at least a touchdown. I, I think that this ends up being a, f- a closer game than uh, what many people are giving it credit for. I'm going to take the Giants plus six and a half. Uh, not because I think the Giants are going to f- be able to figure out their offensive line woes, but just from the standpoint of I don't think Carolina uh, is going to improve that much leaps and bounds over what they've shown over the first month of the season. Next up, we got the Dolphins traveling to Cincy. Ugh. You know, the Dolphins were pretenders. As I said, they would get rolled by the Pats. You know, the key here is they're playing a Bengals team that, you know, has a hard time adjusting to success. They had to come from behind win against Atlanta. You know, Everything is telling me that I should take the Bengals here, but just the history of the Bengals shows that they will find a way to screw this up. So realistically, if I was going by the modeling, uh, I would say you got to take Miami. But my personal knowledge of the Bengals over the years tells me that this is going to be a one where they find a way to lose this game, even though they're at home. Uh, you know, the Dolphins are five and a half point underdogs. I'm taking Miami here. And I would say the upset special would be Miami going over Cincy at home. Uh, there's just something about uh, the Bengals that always triggers whenever things are looking their brightest means that they're about to crash into a wall somewhere. So I'm, I'm going to take the Dolphins, not because of any true technical analysis just because you know over the last decade these are the kinds of games that uh, Marvin Lewis loses that drives Bengals fans up the wall anyway uh, moving on speaking of teams that drive fans up the wall you got the Chargers uh, technically at home even though they have no fans uh, at their stadium uh, their temporary stadium I should say uh, hosting the Raiders uh, Chargers two and two, Raiders one and three. Chargers are a six and a half point favorite. The Chargers have done nothing to earn this line. They should have taken care of business against the 49ers 
and literally had to scramble at the last minute to avoid utter embarrassment. Here's the bottom line. At the end of the day, the Chargers have got to get out of their own way. Now, I don't think it happens this week because I think uh, Derek Carr can actually throw for 300 yards and a couple of scores against this Chargers defense. Without Joey Bosa in the lineup, the Chargers defense has given up uh, the most uh, big yardage pass plays by a team not named the Steelers or the Falcons. That's not good. So, with that being said, the Chargers are a dangerous play here. I got to take the Raiders, even though, you know, I have my severe doubts about John Gruden as a NFL head coach in 2018. I still think that uh, there's enough talent there on the Raiders to get the job done here and at least cover this line. Six and a half points is a big golf, and the Chargers are not a good enough team, in my opinion, to... Uh, cover the game. Moving on, we've got uh, the 49ers against Arizona. The ugliest game of the slate, but, you know, it is what it is. C.J. Beathard had his moments against the Chargers. Again, these were pretty much all dump-offs by Beathard, and his receivers made him look better than he actually is. But, uh, you know, better wasn't as bad as I thought he'd be, but that doesn't mean he's actually good. Uh, Rosen, on the other hand, actually did look pretty good, and the Cardinals players did respond around him. I'm actually going to give the chance here to the Cardinals. Four and a half point underdogs. You know, Rosen has enough ability to throw deep down the field. He can get a garbage touchdown that way. You never know. But I don't feel comfortable with uh, the fact that you got a San Francisco team that doesn't have a good defense. Uh, you got injuries all across that offense. And a, uh, a quarterback that's in the second year that was known as the greatest check down quarterback of all time in terms of amount of passes that were check downs uh, in terms of percentage wise. It was... Uh, uh, ridiculous number and I, I can't I can't take better seriously until he shows me he could throw a 30 yard rope down the field I, I still got to take opposing defenses against him now we have the Fox game of the week between the Eagles hosting Minnesota obviously everyone remembers the nightmare scenario game for the Vikings, where they had nothing working properly against the Eagles. And, you know, the uh, the bottom line was is that uh, the Vikings got Kirk Cousins specifically for this opponent. Uh, you know, the Vikings have an offensive attack with Diggs and Thielen that should be able to punish Seattle with double moves and getting down the field, especially Diggs. I look at this as a matchup where you're going to have to take Minnesota plus three and a half. Bottom line, I think Minnesota can win this game. And they also need to win this game just because of the way their season's going. And they go one, three, and one. That's almost a death now because you almost certainly have to run the table to uh, be in contention of getting a playoff spot at that, at that point in the season. So uh, Minnesota's got to get a win here. Philly, you know. 
it, they're trying to figure out what works with Carson Wentz being back in the lineup, but uh, they also have to be realistic that uh, uh, some guys have already given up on their fantasy teams. So, uh, you know, I, I, w- I would say that from a fantasy perspective, Minnesota's a great play here uh, for GPP and cash purposes. Uh, I would also say that uh, from a real-life perspective, Minnesota is a good uh, betting uh, play because I, I still think that folks are going to point to that NFC title game saying that there's no way the Vikings can win there in Philly. Hey, Throwdown Nation. Are you at the bottom of your fantasy league wondering what is going on with your quarterback? Well, I think I've got a new show that may just fit the bill for you. The show is called Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks to get your burning questions answered, such as, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Can Aaron Rodgers actually play a full season on one healthy leg? And can Dak Prescott actually lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl in spite of Jerry Jones? Coach Weiss and co-host Steve Stroud have got you covered on all things quarterbacks. Listen now on Apple Podcasts or any major media platform. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. Next up, we got the Rams traveling to Seattle to battle the Seahawks. Rams uh, undefeated 4-0, Seattle 2-2. Seven-and-a-half point favorite are the Rams, uh, even though the road team... Seattle just has too many issues. And, you know, I was reading a very scary stat line uh, of analysis regarding the Seattle offensive line. Wherein the Seattle offensive line, it appears, because someone was doing the analysis on it, uh, that the tackles are actually tipping off the run and pass plays based off of their foot positioning. And it's been 90% accurate, uh, you know. I got to go back through uh, the all 22 game uh, tape to like uh, vet this myself. But the fact that someone was actually able to look at the game tape and do this for DFS purposes to explain why Russell Wilson's been struggling so much. That's a very scary sign in my opinion. Uh, I got to try to lean away from uh, my exposure to uh, the Seahawks and uh, Russell Wilson for the time being. Until I can get a better handle on uh, how the rest of it's going to play out. But um, in terms of uh, where else this could go, uh, I I look at this game and just say that the Rams have too many options between Gurley, Cooper Cup, uh, you got Cooks, uh, Robert Woods. There's no Earl Thomas. There's no one on Seattle's defense that's actually going to intimidate the Rams. The Rams should actually be able to line up and just run Gurley down the the Seahawks' throat. Uh, This is not the Seattle defense of old. They got a lot of new faces, and it's showing. And K.J. Wright still doesn't look like he's going to be ready to go today. I I just look at this as uh, there are too many ways for the Rams to beat Seattle. Uh, and not enough ways I could see Seattle making this a game against the Rams uh, offensively. So uh, I got to take the Rams uh, minus seven half later points uh, and go with the Rams for the Sunday night game. We've got the Texans hosting. How about them Cowboys? Last week Ezekiel Elliott goes off, runs basically up and down the field against the Lions. Uh, you know. 
I, I look at that, uh, you know, the Lions have the league's worst rush defense. Uh, the only reason why I, I think the Lions take Green Bay is the fact that I'm still not sold on Green Bay and Aaron Jones uh, just yet. But uh, getting back to the Cowboys, Zeke says he wants the ball even more now. Uh, so he was trying to be patient, but now he's really barking for the ball. Uh, Houston's got some injury concerns. He got injuries to Will Fuller. Uh, who they say is a game-time decision. Uh, you got Lamar Miller, who's also a game-time decision. You got Kiki Kuti, who made his uh, NFL debut last week, and he's banged up. There are a lot of injuries here for the Texans. DeAndre Hopkins is going to play through a multitude of injuries. I'm just not liking where the Texans are right now. I mean, they got a win last week, which they shouldn't have because it should have been a tie. They should be 0-3-1. and if Frank Wright doesn't make one of the most boneheaded decisions I've ever seen. And I don't want to hear people defending Frank Wright for going for a win. You don't, you don't play for the win and run a, a, a hook play on, on fourth down at six. I mean, if you're going to go for it, go for it with something that has some type of creativity, not something that you can run and pop Warner. Anyway, I digress. So Houston's got a lot of issues to fix. And not a lot of time to fix them with these injuries. I'm going to take Dallas here. If Dallas lines up Zeke and gives him the 30 touches he needs, Zeke can get another win against a bad football team right now in Houston. And that Houston defense is not stepping up to the plate the way we thought they would. I think if you run Zeke uh, enough times, that Houston defense is going to break. It's just a matter of uh, what the level of conviction the Cowboys have in getting Zeke the ball again this week. So uh, I look at the Cowboys, and that's the play tonight. Moving on to our Monday Night Football slate, we got Drew Brees set to make NFL history, breaking the all-time passing record, uh, uh, taking away from uh, uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, He's already passed far uh, you know, he's uh, needs uh, 200 plus yards. It's gonna happen uh, at home in, in the Superdome. There's no question that the Saints are gonna force the issue throwing the football with Breeze tomorrow night, knowing the records on the line on Monday Night Football. You, you know, Washington's coming off the bye. I still don't believe in this Washington team as of yet. They have to show me something. Adrian Peterson's still banged up here. I, I think uh, New Orleans knows that they don't have. Uh, consistent defense, so they're they're gonna try to amp up the pressure on Alex Smith, get him to throw the football earlier than he wants to try to force some turnovers. But uh, this is gonna be a lot of Drew Brees, got to be a lot of Kamara. You got the returning Mark Ingram, but Brees is gonna be able to use all sorts of play action plays because uh, both Kamara and Ingram are gonna be in the lineup. It's gonna make a different look uh, for the offense. It's gonna. Uh, just because he, he didn't get a whole lot of lift out of Mike Gillisley. Uh, but Kamara being uh, Kamara being able to pair up with Ingram again is going to make a difference for that rushing attack, which can only help Drew Brees. Uh, I got to take the Saints uh, minus 6.5 here. Uh, to, to me, it's too uh, tempting of a play uh, to pass up uh, from a betting perspective. So uh, that's going to do it for uh, the actual against the spread picks. Let's get into the DFS logic here, and uh, I'll go through what my mindset is uh, for the slate today. Realistically, for both DraftKings and FanDuel, you're looking at two games that could potentially break the slate here. Uh, 
and by break the slate, I mean just from a points overall points perspective, the total could be end up so high that it really screws up uh, how much uh, you're able to uh, be successful in uh, uh, cash games and DFS just because of uh, the amount of uh, fantasy points uh, the guys in certain lineups can score. So the two games I'm looking at here are Pittsburgh and Atlanta and also the game that can be sneaky high is the Philly Minnesota game. Now, most of the uh, concentration is going to be on Pittsburgh Atlanta. So from the standpoint of uh, Pittsburgh Atlanta, uh, you know, plays here, you can look at Matt Ryan, you can look at Big Ben, you can look at AB, you can look at Juju Smith-Schuster. Vance McDonald is a must-play in all formats here today. Uh, DraftKings, he's he's at 3700 On FanDuel, he's 4600 That's too cheap. You have to play Vance McDonald today. That, that's an automatic lock. So, where else can you pivot? Uh, so, you can look at guys like Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is going to run you uh, right around... Um, in, in terms of uh, DraftKings, uh, he's uh, he's going to be coming in at uh, 5800 On FanDuel, the pricing's uh, at 6800 uh, 6, uh, Mohamed Sanu, four grand on DraftKings. Uh, FanDuel, 5600 uh, So those are options there. Uh, you can have uh, exposure to these guys. Julio Jones is uh, a little bit of a different matter here. Uh, just because of the fact that uh, Julio is uh, such a high-priced player uh, today, uh, it could it could make life difficult for you uh, trying to fit Julio in into the lineup. Now, I'm not saying avoid Julio because it it, it is very well possible that Julio Jones goes off uh, to the extent that uh, he uh, ends up breaking the slate all on his own because uh, Julio uh, will. Uh, even though he's at 8,500 on FanDuel, I mean 8,500 on DraftKings, FanDuel, uh, he, uh, he'll run you about nine grand. Uh, he can easily uh, take over an entire uh, game, and the only thing that's uh, uh, that's holding Julio back is the fact that he's not getting in the end zone. But uh, you know that's something that can easily happen. In these types of games, so I I wouldn't necessarily uh, say that uh, Julio's uh, not a play here. Same thing with Antonio Brown. Uh, a B can easily go off. Uh, he's ninety one hundred on DraftKings. Uh, actually cheaper on FanDuel at nine grand. So it makes a little bit more sense playing A B on FanDuel. But um, you know, uh, given the point uh, per reception, I get the play on DraftKings. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, what you're going to see with uh, some of these plays is the fact that, you know, as long as Big Ben and Matt Ryan have good days throwing the football, you're going to get production out of these guys. Uh, you can also look at James Conner and Devonta Freeman. Uh, these would not be running plays. Uh, this would be pass catches out of the backfield for touchdowns. Uh, I have no problem with uh, either option with uh between Connor or Freeman. I, I do prefer a few other plays at running back, namely Melvin Gordon. Uh, Melvin Gordon should be in line for a heavy workload against the Raiders. The Raiders are not good 
on defense is uh, is uh, is a case where uh, uh, I I think uh, Melvin Gordon could dominate. Uh, I'm I'm literally reading a story here where uh, <laughs> I'd, I I'm very, getting very worried about the Giants here because there there's stories coming out where OBJ is being asked directly if Eli Manning's the reason why the Giants are struggling on offense. And he's literally saying that, uh, I don't know. You know what? If OBJ is saying, I don't know, that's a kind way of saying he does think Eli's the problem, but he doesn't want to say it. You know, this is not, this is not a good look for the Giants right now. I got a little distracted there, but, uh, this is not looking good for the Giants. Uh, Giants have got to get a win here today and look good on offense because this season can go south real quick. All right, so a couple other plays that I would also suggest uh, to folks. Matthew Stafford is extremely cheap uh, today and can put up big numbers against a weak Packers uh, defense. He's 5,700 on DraftKings. Uh, On FanDuel, uh, you're looking at 7,600. Uh, which is uh, on the low end for QBs uh, uh, in that uh, in that format, but uh, Matt Stafford, uh, you know, even though the uh, the interception numbers are higher than I would like them to be, uh, typically has good games against the Packers. Marvin Jones, for whatever reason, owns the Packers, uh, even though Golden Tate usually is the number one play at wide receiver. Uh, Marvin Jones, for some reason, just has big numbers against the. Packer. So just be mindful of Marvin Jones in your lineups uh, if you've got money to spare because uh, Marvin Jones uh, is pretty cheap on DraftKings. He's only 4700 uh, On FanDuel, uh, you're looking at 6500 again, which is mid-range uh, for a wide receiver. But he has the potential of putting up output uh, in the 8K range. So uh, that's a nice value play in my opinion. Uh, then you have on... Um, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, on uh, uh, both DraftKings and FanDuel, you have Montavis Valdez-Scantling on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, both Randall Cobb and, uh, is out with a hamstring injury. Geronimo Allison is out with a, uh, with a concussion uh, still from last week. Uh, so uh, Valdez-Scantling is going to be playing extended time with Green Bay. Now, I, I do think that it's more likely that uh, Green Bay runs the football with Aaron Jones, uh, so uh, there's a possibility that uh, there's not a, uh, uh, there's there's not there's not a whole uh, lot that uh, I, I'm gonna say here for Valdez Scantling other than he's got a a lot of potential for volume today against a uh, against the Lions team. So if we'll see if he's worth a, worth the draft pick because uh, Green Bay needs him to step up big time. Uh, there's no getting around it. So outside of that, you know, other guys you can look at would be Andy Dalton. Uh, and, of course, Todd Gurley is uh, always an option. Even though he's 9,400 on uh, DraftKings and FanDuel, you know, it, it's still going to be real pricey at 9,100. As I said before, that Seattle defense is very porous. You can get to them. I, I I would not be entirely shocked if uh, if uh, Seattle just gave up a 40 spot to the Rams today. It would not it would not shock me in the least. 
just because of how much uh, offense uh, the Rams can crank out uh, in a given game and the fact that Seattle's struggling so mightily to pass protect uh, for Russell Wilson, and they're not very good at run blocking either. So, uh, again, this is... uh, this is where I'm thinking in terms of uh, in, in terms of uh, DraftKings and FanDuel, uh, some of the names I've thrown out there. Uh, I mean, you can you can throw out uh, T.J. Yeldon for the Jags, but as, as I mentioned before, I think there were better plays available. Joe Mixon, for example, is one of them. Joe Mixon will run you 6,900 on uh, DraftKings. Uh, FanDuel, uh, he's uh, going to be priced a little bit higher. Uh, uh, just uh, coming off the the injury, uh, so uh, Joe Joe Mixon's uh, going to run you seventy one hundred. But uh, I I I do think that there are better plays than TJ Yeldon today, even though Leonard Fournette, as expected, is out today with that reaggravated hamstring and no timetable on when he's coming back. Uh, you can you can definitely uh, make some hay with uh, Joe uh, Joe Mixon today because uh, uh, with Giovanni Bernard out with a knee injury, so the Bengals uh, got a couple of uh, back-to-back injuries uh, between the running backs uh, I, I, I look at uh, I look at Mixon as a viable play here so uh, that's where I'm going with in terms of DFS lineups hopefully that helps you guys kind of guide yourself in terms of uh, plays here as far as the defense goes uh, you can look at uh, the Ravens against the Browns uh, Baker Mayfield is good for a couple turnovers uh, today in a rivalry game also, you can look at the Titans. Josh Allen, again, turnovers are abound when the Bills are in play. And then you can look at the Broncos. Once again, rookie quarterback, Sam Darnold. Turnovers all over the place. So those will be my three plays for defense today. I'm not really looking to play anyone else. Uh, you got too many good options uh, between those three rookie quarterbacks that you can pick on uh, today for DFS purposes. So... That's going to do it for the show today. I'm going to uh, wrap up and uh, get this uploaded, uh, but uh, also got to uh, just fine-tune the rest of my lineups. But uh, wish all of you the best of luck with your lineups today, and enjoy the game. It's the most talked-about position in all of sports, the quarterback. And now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought-after role on the field, Celebrity QB. Featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach, Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks. Like, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Will dating Danica Patrick distract Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's dating Danica Patrick, Charlie. We're interested in that, you know? Well, I mean, Tommy's got Giselle. I'll I'll take Giselle, okay? (laughs) Is Dak Prescott good enough to win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys? Which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018? How about intellectually, Charlie, as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now? The game has changed, but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous. Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target. 
target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.